0: In Exodus chapter 33, begin reading at verse number 12, And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou mayest sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all the goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim thy name before the Lord, Uh, before uh, thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy." And he said, "'Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live.' And the Lord said, "'Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away my hand, And thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen." For a few moments I want to talk about this morning our greatest need for a brand new year. Hard to believe 2022. It's hard even to say sometimes. I've already typed and hit 21 several times already, but it's a brand new year. Uh, It's hard to believe. The parades are over. The fireworks have been displayed. Most of the college bowl games are behind us, and the big old ball dropped from Times Square as it normally does. Many unsaved are home, I'm sure, this morning, wreaking a headache from a hangover, from too much drinking. And many of us are still bloated from too much eating uh, because of the holidays that have been there. Gym memberships, I'm sure, are up as New Year's resolutions have been made, and yet the verdict is out on whether we'll keep any of those or not. But the truth of the matter is we're entering into a brand new year. What is it that we need the most as we enter into a brand new season of life? I'm sure we all could benefit from more exercise. I'm sure we all could benefit from consuming uh, fewer or less carbs than we do. And I'm also sure that uh, we'd be a whole lot better off if we indeed uh, be able to have a diet uh, that we could adhere to. Again, we could all benefit from a lot more rest and a whole lot less stress but what will happen in the year 2022? Our world changed in 2020. We were hit with a pandemic that came out of nowhere and has lasted a whole lot longer than we anticipated that it would. Here we are today, two years later, and even though with all the medications, with all the shots, with all the pills, with all the boosters, we're yet to be out of this pandemic called COVID-19. Even with the modern day medicines that we have, Our world has been affected by this pandemic and more variants are coming from it as we speak almost every day. But will the year 2222 be any different or more of the same? Will COVID-19 be a thing of the past or will we find some relief? Will our economy ever get back on track? Uh, Is it going to be another year of internal strife, another year of political conflict, and another year of economic disaster? I don't know, but I know a few things this morning for sure, and that's this. Our present circumstances do not dictate where we are going. Our present circumstances only show us where we began and where we start within uh, the journey that we're in today. With every new beginning, there has to be a goodbye to some old beginning. Uh, Before we can ever say hello to something new, we have to learn to say goodbye to something old. Every new beginning has to have some old beginning that comes to an end. Another year before us, another set of challenges, another set of opportunities, another time of responsibilities lie before every one of us. Now the truth of the matter is it will be a good year for some of us. It will be a bad year for some of us. Uh, many of us are planning for success, and I pray that we find that success today. But many of us are not planning for failure, but we are failing to plan, and therefore many of our lives might end up in doom and gloom. I remind you, success or failure depends upon how we live our lives. Some people are doomed for failure, and they will fail, and some are preparing for success. But I believe today we can be optimistic in life, or we can be pessimistic in life. You've often heard it said an optimist is someone that sees a glass of water half full. And a pessimist is someone that sees the same glass of water half empty. Uh, Some optimists will stay up uh, late at night uh, on New Year's Eve uh, to watch the New Year come in. And pessimists will stay up late at night to make sure the old year leaves. Uh, I believe this morning the way we view life is the way that we will live our life and we get out of life exactly uh, what we put into it. Again, for those who will succeed, it normally boils down to two different incentives to action. One will be fear. If you're not careful we will be full of fear and fear is simply false evidence appearing real fear is controlling fear can be paralyzing in our life and if we're not careful we will allow fear of the economy fear of COVID fear of life fear of politics uh, get us in a bind today but many people are today are full of fear fear of failure Fear of punishment, and yes, even fear of criticism. But the other incentive that we have to work with today is that that will be inspiration. The inspiration of goodness itself, uh, the inspiration of a worthy example, and above all, an inspiration of the presence of God that will be within our life each and every day. God knows there's going to be enough challenges this year. God knows there are going to be enough struggles uh, before us this year. And He knows that fear is going to reek up its ugly head and try to fill our hearts. But if you and I will fill our hearts and saturate our being with the presence of God I'm here to tell you this morning it will serve as a shield against every fear and any fear uh, that may come our way today. The Bible said what time I am afraid I will put my trust in God. Another place said I will put my trust in God and I will not be afraid at all. I know that fear robs. I've been with it all my life and so have many of you. But I'm mean going to tell you, we can take the fear, as it said, and it falls at the name of Jesus Christ. And we can be saturated with the Word of the living God. And therefore, faith will grow from God's Word. And we'll be able to face any obstacle or challenge that comes our way in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In our text this morning, uh, we read that Moses was given a tremendous assignment uh, from the Almighty God. Now, the Lord had delivered the nation of Israel uh, from the tyranny uh, of Egypt and, and from the heavy hand of Pharaoh himself. God had wrought miracle on top of miracle uh, by Pharaoh's heart hardening, uh, by the Red Sea parting, by the nation of Israel walking across on dry ground, and the nation of Egypt, uh, soldiers uh, drowning there in the same sea. But now as they got out into the wilderness, uh, they began to find out as mountain went, uh, Moses went to the mountain, uh, the Bible said that the nation of Israel uh, began to fall of fear in some ways, and therefore they made a golden calf, and rather than worship the Almighty God who had freed them and been their provision for them, whose presence was among them, they began to worship a golden calf. Can you believe that? A God who had done so many mighty things, and yet quickly they forgot about Him and began to put their uh, love and worship uh, to a golden calf. They broke the heart of God. They broke the covenant of God, and they broke the heart of Moses as well, and God was about ready to destroy them, but Moses went to God and interceded on their behalf and God spared them. We know that God or Moses was now given a great assignment after Israel failed uh, there at Mount Sinai. And their assignment illustrates our assignment this year if we want to have any success whatsoever and that is simply this. Our assignment can only be fulfilled. Our life can only be fulfilled. Our dreams, our aspirations, our visions can only be fulfilled with any accuracy and joy if we do that which do it God's way. And it's simply this. God made a promise to Moses. My presence shall go with you. That's the same thing we need today, to know that God's presence will go with us no matter what it is that we go through. There's a need for God's presence. We know that Moses was enabled by God, uh, brought the nation of Israel out of the bondage of Egypt. Uh, we know, as I've already stated, that God uh, parted the Red Sea. Uh, God miraculously led them across dry ground, and when they got, the last foot got on the, uh, the, the other side of the Red Sea, uh, the waters that were congealed began Begin to come back, and the armies of Egypt drowned right there as they were trying to pursue them. God enabled the nation of Israel uh, to overcome the Amalekites along the journey. We also know that as God led them in the wilderness, they saw a miracle on top of a miracle that God did to get them there, and they saw every indication that God's presence was still with them as they journeyed through the wilderness. He created some phenomenal miracles with them along the way, and yet we find out that Israel still failed in spite of the goodness of the Almighty God. Their worship went from God to worshiping this golden calf. Can you imagine? Uh, Moses goes up on the mountain uh, to intercede on behalf of the people of God to receive the Ten Commandments and while he is gone they want to know what happened to Moses? Where's God at? So, in their rebellion, uh, in their pitiful way of looking. Uh, They took all the gold they could, threw it in a fiery furnace, and their excuse was, well, Moses, we just throw this stuff in the furnace, and the cow popped out, and we just started worshiping. How dumb do you think Moses was? How dumb do you think God is? And yet it broke the heart of God. And Moses was angry with the people, about as bad uh, as, as as God was himself. But it was there that God met Moses in the form of a cloudy pillar there at the door of the tabernacle. And as a result, God talked to Moses as a friend would talk to a friend. Let me tell you something. I don't know what your past has been. I don't know how many skeletons are hanging in your closet. I don't know how many sins you've committed. I don't know how many promises you failed God along the way. But if you'll put those things under the blood of Jesus, Christ the Lord and if you'll come out of that closet saying I've been washed I have been sanctified I've been justified in the name of the Lord and quit looking back and looking unto Jesus as the author and the finisher of our faith and don't let the devil hold us down and push us down and keep us down because of yesterday it's under the blood praise God yesterday's in the tomb of time tomorrow is in the womb of time but today's the day the Lord hath made and we can have the presence of God and commune with him as a friend Would commune with a friend and have peace with God through it all. What we need more than anything this new year is the abiding presence of God. To know that we can speak to him as a friend would speak to a friend. Friend, let me tell you something beloved. God is my friend. We're friends again. We who are alienated and far away from God because of trespassing us we've been reconciled to God and we're friends again. It's God that I can go to and share my heart. It's God I can go to and pour out my heart. It's God I can take my secrets of my heart. It's the God I can take everything that I need and cast my care upon my friend that'll stick closer than a brother, praise God. All else will forsake me. All else will fail me. Everybody else can let me down. But my God said, I loved you so much, I have grafted you in the womb of my very hand. (laughs) To know I can be a friend with God, we can face any obstacle that comes our way. God talked to Moses as he would talk to a friend. I pray that this year you will develop a prayer life with God to where it's not just going before God, telling him what you want and telling him what you need. That is simply a monologue. But going before God and listening as he can speak to us, that is a dialogue. I, I, I get so overwhelmed sometimes when I hear Christians. I don't mean to be ugly, but it, it just perturbs me. I've heard it too many times in the last 43 years of pastoring, and that's this. Well, I've prayed about it, okay? Then what did God tell you? And they look at you like a cow looking at AstroTurf. <laughs> what we do is we tell God what we want, and we tell God what he, we want Him to do, and we think we've got the mind of God. Friend, we don't have the mind of God that He speaks. And I think it's important that when we pray, we say, look, I don't know what God's told me, yet, but I'm going to stay there till I find out. If we know, thus saith the Lord, we can bank on it. When we know God has spoken, we can bank on it. I don't want to guess this thing. I don't want to hope this thing. I want to know what God is doing. I don't want God to bless what I'm doing. I want to know what God is blessing so I can do it. And if we today need anything, we need the abiding presence of a holy God that will lead, that will guide, that will direct, that will help us in the den of lions, that will help us in the fiery furnace, that will help us around the graveside, that will help us when a marriage is struggling, that will help us when our world is upside down. We know our God still said, all is well, praise the Lord. But we need that abiding presence Amen. of a living God. Once again, when God told Moses to leave the nation of Israel, Moses felt like a task was more than he could handle. The assignment was bigger than he was. The nation was in rebellion against God, and Moses was as angry with the nation of Israel as God was. Israel's failure and the overwhelming sense of personal insufficiency caused Moses to say, God, I can't do this. He staggered. When I think about responsibilities that God's placed on my lap, when you think about responsibilities that God has placed in your lap, if you got any sense at all, you'll stagger under it. Because, friends, this is a crazy world that we live in, and there are times the assignment's much bigger than I am, and the problems are greater than I am to solve. But I'll tell you one thing today. I gonna be like Moses. What did Moses say? Moses said, thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. <laughs> Moses knew he needed some help in this journey. He realized he had to have somebody that would be by his side leading him and helping him along the way. And he, 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 it could not be a temporary help. It had to be somebody that thought like he thought and had a burden that he had. And somebody that would be more than just to be there day in day out. somebody that would be there with him all the time. That's who he wanted. I want to tell you something, church. I thank God for good friends. I thank God for a good family. I thank God for a wonderful staff that I work with day in, day out. I thank the Lord for a good deacon board. But there comes a time we need a presence that's greater than humanity. I I, I need a wisdom that my friends can't give me. I I sometimes need a companionship my family can't offer. I I sometimes need a wisdom that's beyond the years of any human being's uh, understanding. We need a presence that can be offered not by our friends but by God. And we need an assurance that no man can take from us and no man can take away. We need that abiding, continuous presence of a living God. It's in his presence that we find joy. It's in his presence that we find peace. We need an inspiration that man cannot give, an inspiration a sunset cannot provide, an inspiration uh, that the world cannot offer, an inspiration that comes from the very throne of God itself. Living at peace and joy in 2022 may be as overwhelming to many of us As it was for Moses to lead the nation of Israel through the wilderness. To think about overcoming, to think about spiritual victory, uh, to think about having peace in 2022 may be as as tough as Moses leading the nation of Israel through the wilderness. The enemies of doubt, the enemies of fear, and the enemies of tension will gear up and raise up its ugly head uh, among us as we walk through this wilderness that we call life. Friend, it doesn't matter how much of God you have, you're human it doesn't matter how much of God you and I have, we're not living in the sweet by and by. We're still in the nasty now and now. And fear and torment is a living reality if we don't know how to put it under the feet of Jesus Christ. As we walk through this wilderness of this world, it will be intensified by the economic and also by the international problems that we have in this world. Inflation hits every one of us. High fuel prices will take a bite out of every one of our pocketbooks this year. A sickness and disease are indeed no respecter of persons And accidents and death are a possibility in your home, just as they are in my home in the year 2022. Overwhelmed by the challenges of a brand new year, overwhelmed by the opportunities of a brand new year, we ask ourselves this question, who will go with me into it? Who will go with you? Well, I've got my girlfriend, bless God, we can do anything. Yeah, that's good. I've got my bank account. Well, hold on to it as long as you can. But do we have God, and does God have us? And to me, that's the important thing. We know we cannot succeed without his special presence. As I know his presence is with me, I will boldly walk into the year 2022. As long as I know his presence is with me, I confer and I defer and I believe I can overcome any problem, any obstacle, or any challenge as long as I know his presence is with me. He led them with a cloud by day. He led them with a pillar of fire by night. If God could lead them, he can lead me. If God could lead them, he can lead you. He may not always lead us down by green grass. He may not always lead us by still waters. He may not always lead us where we think it's peaceable and pleasant all the time. I've got news for you if you don't know it. Uh, This trip to heaven is not going to be easy. There's going to be some bumpy rides along the way. Uh, You might as well tighten your seatbelt a little tighter because everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. But if you and I are abiding in the presence of an almighty God, uh, hell may give its worst fury. Uh, The world may be upside down, but we know the God who created it. We know the God who will see it through it. We may not have a smooth sailing, but thank God, we have been promised a safe landing over on the other side if we abide in the presence of God. As long as I know he is with me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. They were led by a cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. Here's a great thing. There was peace and safety on one side of the cloud and the pillar of fire, but on the other side, it was bad news for the enemies of Israel. When you and I have the presence of God with us, we are walking in the fullness of joy and in peace But the enemies that try to to come against us, I believe they recognize the presence of the one that's in us. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in this world. We have the promise to Moses, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I praise God this morning to know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We will never succeed without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, not only do we need the God's presence, we need the adequacy adequacy of God's presence. In all probability, Moses leaned upon Aaron time and time again and took him in confidence. Maybe they had a lot of coffee and conversations along the way. I'm sure that Moses strategized with Aaron. Uh, Moses talked to Aaron about battle plans. Moses talked to him about how we're going to take care of all these people as we march through this journey. Moses relied and leaned upon the shoulders of Aaron again and again and again. But notice what the Scripture says. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well, and also, behold, he cometh forth to meet you, and when he sees you he will be glad in his heart. Moses relied on Aaron. So now Moses said, Somebody's gonna go with me. I need a greater lieutenant than what Aaron was. I need somebody's gonna be faithful to you, God, and somebody's gonna be faithful to me. And some, I, need, I, I need this human help as I escort these people and lead them across this wilderness. Aaron had failed God. Aaron had failed Moses by worshiping the golden calf. Maybe Moses is wondering. If you can give me a greater dependable lieutenant and have that human presence, we can do great things. But God was trying to say, I'm not giving you a human presence. I'm giving you a divine presence. I'm not giving you a fickle person. I'm giving you myself to lead you and to guide you and provide every need that you really have. Moses had been looking for human help. But God was promised him divine help. God told him, my presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Moses was not to put his confidence in Aaron or another Aaron, he was to put his confidence in the ever-present abiding help of the living God. Only God's presence is adequate for the tasks that lie ahead. Only God's presence is big enough for us to charge forth in the year 2022. I remind you the very beginning of the Exodus, when Pharaoh's heart was hardened, it was not Aaron that did the work. It was God who was talking to that stick-napped person. When they came to the brink of the Red Sea, it was not Aaron that parted the Red Sea. It is the miraculous power of the living God. When they came into the wilderness, it was not Aaron or any other human being uh, that gave them water to drink. It was not because of human ingenuity. It was because of divine intervention that God caused water to come out of the rock. Uh, When they got hungry it was not Aaron or somebody else uh, that provided manna that came down uh, out of heaven. Uh, Thank God uh, it was God who opened up the windows of heaven and poured down the manna upon them. When they came before the enemy of Amalek, uh, it was not the military strategy they learned uh, there in Egypt. Uh, it was not the military strategy uh, that Aaron had taught them, but it was the strategy that God whispered uh, into the heart of Moses that gave them the ability to overcome the enemy that they faced out there in that God forsaken desert. Let me remind you, my friends, today God will wrought notable victories if we put our hope, our faith, and our trust in Him. Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of who? our Lord. Moses didn't need another man to be his lieutenant. He needed a sense of the adequacy of the presence of the living God. Looking unto Jesus, depending upon Jesus, trusting in Jesus, selling out to Jesus lock, stock, and barrel. That's what I believe we need to do this year. We can do all things through him who strengthens me. He will never leave us, and he will never forsake us. He will never fail. He will never be defeated. He's greater than every enemy. He's greater than every obstacle, and he has never, ever lost the battle, and he's not going to start this year. Now, the temptation we have is to look at our circumstances. The temptation we have is to look at our problems that are before us and seek human solutions just as Moses wanted to do in his day. But God wants us to learn that our help does not come from the arms of flesh. Our help comes from the Lord. I believe if God would whisper anything in our ear this year, it would be this. My presence shall go before you in 2022 and I will give you rest. My presence shall go before you this year, and I will give you rest. My presence shall go before you this year, and I will give you rest. For there indeed is a rest to the children of God. As the enemy comes against you, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. For I have promised that no weapon formed against you will prosper, but weapons will be formed. Look not to the arm of flesh for your help. Look not to the arm of flesh for your safety nor security. Look not to the arms of flesh as you have done in days gone by. But let me be your source. Let me be your ability. Let me be your peace. Let me be your God. Let me show you my strength. Let me manifest my power. Let me show you a glimpse of my glory in a world that's long forgotten me. Let me work through you, my church, to do great exploits. For I said in the latter day, I would do great exploits. Through those that love me, do not doubt my word. Do not compromise your conviction, but trust in me. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge me, and I will, I will, I will direct your path, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Help us, Lord, we pray. As we say, as God says, my presence shall go before you and I will give you rest. There will be an enemy lurking saying, yeah, but I'm going to give you a hard time. I'm going to see that I rob you of your joy and of your peace. I'm going to see that your world is not worth living. I'm going to make it a living hell for you. Now The choice is who do we listen to? Whom do we listen to? If we listen to the one voice, we're going to be robbed before we get out the door. Listen to the voice of God, we can have the peace, we can have the joy. Nowhere, do we, nowhere have we been told to fight the enemy. Somebody came one time and said, preacher, pray for me, I've been fighting the devil. And they looked like it. But nowhere have we been told to fight the devil. He says we are to fight the good fight of faith. We resist the enemy of our soul. And we take sword in hand and shield in hand and we go in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God's presence will be adequate for every battle, for every struggle, for every problem, for every challenge that we face in this new year. When Israel left Egypt, they were young, they were struggling, they were inexperienced nation, and the world of antagonist powers and influences were all around them. But Israel was different. All their enemies had military power, economic power. They had clout, prestige, they had it all. But they did not have the abiding presence of God. The nation of Israel, they weren't all that great in military and political clout. They didn't have a lot of influence. They didn't have a lot of this, that, and the other. But they had the abiding presence of God. And when people saw the abiding presence of God working in their life, it brought fear and intimidation to all the enemies of Israel, and Israel didn't even know what they had. They didn't really understand who was working among them. you remember when God led the nation of Israel to spy out the land? Yes. And they got ready to go in, there were 10 pessimistic spies who mm-hmm. said, we can't do this, we're not able. And there were two that were optimistic and said, we'd be more than able to do this. And then years later on uh, some of the enemies of Israel said, why in the world did you all not come and occupy the land when you could? We were scared to death of your God. The enemy had more faith in God than the nation of Israel did. Yes. And there are a lot of sinners who have more faith in God than Christians do today. Right. Come on, if you can't say amen, say oh me with me. Don't die in the As in the days of Moses, so it is today. We have the benefits of modern day world. But let me tell you something, church. If we don't have the presence of God, we have nothing. The abiding presence of God. Before the Holy Spirit departed from King Saul, he was able to defeat armies of this world. But when the Spirit of God left him, He went down a downward spiral, and life ended in tragedy. When the three Hebrew boys were in the throne of the fiery furnace, the thing that made the distinction among them was the presence of God with them. For it said, uh, they thought the fourth one was likened to the Son of God. When Daniel was thrown into the den of lions, uh, Pharaoh, not Pharaoh, but the the, the, uh, Nebuchadnezzar came out and he simply said the great thing was, not that I hope that you survive, but the fact of it is the angel had shut the mouth of the lion, and the presence of God was there in the midst. No matter what we go through today, we should be a distinctive people set apart, not because we say we're Christian, but because people recognize the distinguishing mark of the presence of God in our life. Not religion, not religious, but the abiding presence of God. Lo, I am with you always, and I will go with you even to the end of this world. Let me, let me finish, if I may, talking about the glory of God's presence. It's amazing how easy it is for us to take our eyes off of God and worry about the circumstances that come before us day by day. Moses understood he needed a new vision. He needed a new understanding of God's glory and of God's presence. So he prayed accordingly. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. I believe that's a good prayer that we all need to pray at the beginning of a brand new year. If the glory of God, the presence of God has got tarnished in our life, We can say, God, give me a fresh glimpse of Jesus. Sir, we would see Jesus. Give us a fresh glimpse of who he he is. It's a prayer to pray whenever the luster of God's presence uh, seems to fade away. As a result of that prayer, God took Moses, put him in a cleft for rock, uh, hid him, and he said, no man can see my glory and live. But God allowed uh, Moses to see the hind part of God, because no man can look upon the face of God and live. And what happened? When Moses came off of that mountain, the glory, the brilliance, the presence of God was so much on him, they had to cover his head. But guess what happened after a while? The luster went away. That presence went away. Friend, you don't come to God one time and dip and get everything you got from God. We've got to daily, daily, daily spend time in the presence of God. If you're going to be full of chicken, you've got to eat chicken every day. If you're going to be full of the presence of God, you better eat on His Word. You better be in His prayer, uh, prayer chamber, uh, seeking the face of God, letting the Holy Spirit pray through you. We need the glory of God that wherever we go, people have taken knowledge that we've been to church. Know that we've been in the presence of a living God. That's what I believe we need more than anything else in the year 2022. Let me hasten. A new vision of God's presence will always revolutionize our hearts and our lives. When Isaiah saw the Lord in Isaiah chapter 6, when I saw the Lord high and lifted up in his train filled the temple, he saw how unworthy he was, how unclean he was, and the presence of God cleansed him and commissioned him to a brand new day. When Saul of Tarsus saw the glory of God, a sinner who saw the glory of God, and he was transformed on the Damascus road, and he cha- his entire life changed. He was persecuted now, and he used to persecute. He now preached the same gospel he one time hated. He hated Christians, he now was one. And the man life turned nations around. He has given to us this man by the name of Paul who saw the glory of God, the presence of God has given us about a third of the New Testament that we read today all because of the presence of God abiding within his life. The glory of God revolutionized his life and the lives of people to whom he came in contact with. John the beloved is a prisoner on the Isle of Patmos. He wrote the great prophecies of the book of Revelation. Why? He saw the glory of God. I was in the spirit. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Wow. You ever get in the Spirit? I'm going to tell you, God will speak to us and God will visit He may not manifest himself to you like he did to John or to Moses or to Isaiah or to Paul, but I'll tell you one thing, if you and I will stay in his presence, he'll show up. Let me just say this, church doors are still open Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock for prayer. 11 o'clock on Tuesday morning, door's still open for prayer. 5.30 on Sunday afternoon before service, the sanctuary is open for prayer. We need to seek the face of God while he's found. It'll be acquired as we maintain a devotional life with God. Now, friends, we're not gonna have God's presence just become the church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, or Wednesday night. We must have a relationship with God individually. We cannot take this book and put it in a an pill and hope osmosis somehow I mean, it gets in the head and the heart. It ain't going to work. Not going to work. We need to work our own salvation out with fear and trembling. We need a relationship with the Lord. We don't need to read books about the Lord, but read books of the Lord. You know, when my wife and I got married 40 some years ago, it'd have been foolish to take my mother and father-in-law on the honeymoon. Would you tell me everything about Donna? Uh, what does she like to eat? What is, what's her habits? Had been so done, but we do the same thing with the Lord. We read books about about Jesus when we should be reading the book Jesus gave us. Yes. I decided to take her on the honeymoon, and it worked out just great. Got to know her, got to talk to her, knew mm-hmm. things she liked and didn't like. She watched me sleep for a long time because I was flat wore out. Get back on the honeymoon with the Lord in prayer and devotion. He'll give you that abiding presence that we all need. A sense of the glory of God's presence will, will bring us into victory and inspire us to continue to walk in victory. I dated this girl for about five years. My wife dated this guy for about five years. So we can talk about this freely, we all, we know. I wanted to marry her, and she wanted to marry him, and look what we got, each other, okay? Glory to God. I was in college at 21 years of age, and I got that Dear John letter. Broke my heart. I thought that girl was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, I had it all worked out. I knew where we were going, what we were going to do. I loved her. Oh, I drunk her bath water, forgive me. I mean, I, I loved that gal. But when she sent me that Dear John letter, my heart was broke. But I couldn't cry too much. Because as I walked through cross campus reading that letter, there was such a presence of God that sustained me and helped me and gave me hope. And simply saying in my spirit, good is the enemy to best. If I ask you to lay something down, something better comes. (laughs) It doesn't take the sting away, but that abiding presence of God in tragedy. It sustained me. It kept me. I didn't think about going out and getting a beer. I didn't think about going out and smoking a joint. I didn't think about going to the club. I went into the presence of God saying, Lord, I don't understand it, but I trust you, God. You've got a plan. When my dad died seven months ago, I can't explain to you why my mother didn't have a basket case blow out. I can't explain how me or my sisters haven't been bawling our eyes out ever since, except for one thing. We have our moments. But the abiding presence of God. I think about my dad not being here at Christmas. It was hard, but it was manageable. And you know what? I rejoice knowing that he has gone to heaven by the grace of God. Why should I cry for him? He's the one living it up. And see the Christian life that we have and the book that we read and the Bible we know and the God that we serve has promised. Death is only a separation for temporary time. We are going to be reunited again, thank God. There's a climax to this thing of walking with God through the valley of the shadow of death and through death itself. We come out on the other side victorious. Friend. Don't let no man rob your joy, let nobody rob you of your peace, and let nothing rob you of your relationship with the living God of glory as we walk into 2022, let's walk in the presence of God. Take the challenges. Be so busy, loving life that you don't have time to hate, to regret, to fear, or to worry. No one knows what this world is going to bring this year, but live it to its fullest. Life is not what you get out of it, life is what you put into it. Life is not a bucket to be drained, it's a bucket to be filled. Take the challenges, take the opportunities, take the responsibility, take the obligations along with God's presence and make a better difference in a world that needs light and needs salt. Because of his presence, we can do all things because he strengthens us. Someone said years ago, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just take one step at a time. You have to see the whole end of the year, just take one step at a time, knowing that he's leading, knowing he's guiding, knowing that he is directly involved.